Greetings, friends, and welcome to the 13th edition of the Rhode Island Builders Association's monthly news and views podcast, Lucky 13. I'm your host, Paul Eno, and it's, excuse me, October 25th, 2022. Co-hosting with me today is REBA Executive Officer John Marcantonio. How's it going, John? It's going well, Paul. Thank you. Uh, with us today are Rhode Island Building Code Commissioner Jim Cambio, Warwick Building Official Al DeCourt, Narragansett Building Official Wayne Pimentel, and REBA Professional Development Manager Bob Salvas. Today we'll look at, uh, welcome everyone, and today we'll look at uh, building officials in Rhode Island, what they do, how they're trained, the fact that there aren't enough of them, and how to become one, and anything else anyone wants to talk about on that subject. So uh, let's begin our discussion. John, why don't you start us off? So I want to make this, I want to kind of create the context for everyone out there. So uh, if any one of you gentlemen want to jump in with the easiest question of the day is, you know, what is a building official, building inspector, what role they play um, for a lot of the folks in the industry who are new, who might be listening? Can you just explain that dynamic? And then we'll get into some of the greater discussions about it. Okay. Nobody wants to begin. Everybody's shy. Uh, Jim, do you want to start that? Wayne, Al? Sure. sure. I'll, I'll okay. start and I'll hand it off to Al and Wayne. So, um, the building inspector is responsible for enforcement of the building codes. Uh, those codes are um, promulgated and adopted uh, every three years. Um, hopefully, we'll be getting on that three-year cycle and catch up with ICC. Um, so those codes, again, with specific Rhode Island amendments, are adopted by the state. And then we have um, the inspectors who are charged with the enforcement of those codes. Um, but again, I'll turn it over to Al or Wayne if they wanna add. Okay, uh, Al DeCourt. Thank you. Uh, in addition to what Jim had said, uh, locally we're, we have the charge of enforcing local codes and ordinances also, which is the zoning and, and, uh, and whatever else comes across our desk as a violation of those ordinances. So those keep us quite busy also. Okay, uh, I'm going to interrupt the video. We've been joined by Matt Santacroce. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, Matt. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, folks. Um, glad to be here. And thanks for the invitation. Good to see everybody. Um, I'm Matt Santacroce. I'm the acting deputy director uh, at DBR. Um, <clears throat> part of my job is working very closely with Commissioner Cambio and the State Building Office, Contractors Registration Board, and the Boards of Design Professionals um to uh broadly speaking move forward the priorities of the department and the and the administration um i have been here in rhode island uh state government for the better part of seven years at this point um a variety of different capacities i've been with the department of business regulation since january of 2021 um and uh excited to be working very closely with jim and and the folks at reba um, on a couple of very exciting projects that I'm sure we'll talk a lot about. So um, glad to be here. Okay, very good. Uh, good to have you. So uh, Wayne Pimentel. Yes, thank you, Paul. Yeah, I would just like to add that, you know, uh, we have the 39 cities and towns throughout the state. Each city and town uh, appoints a building official who oversees the department. Uh, within those different departments, there are building inspectors, uh, housing inspectors, um, uh, within each of those, uh, they pretty much are the meat and potatoes as far as going out, doing inspections, plan reviews, 
but the building official is the uh, person in charge within each city and town that's responsible for their department and the enforcement and uh, implementation of those codes. So I just wanted to say that because there are two distinct um, types of uh, inspectors and building officials within state law. Okay, very good. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Wayne. Uh, John, you want to uh, take us further into the subject? Yeah, so we asked um, the expertise on this on this uh, podcast to join us because as many who are listening know, our industry, the construction, specifically residential construction, uh, has a workforce issue. Uh, a lot of folks are leaving the industry and it's not being made up by those who are entering it. Uh, we have a shortage of skills and knowledge and um, we have our own issues. But of course, our industry is only as good as those who oversee it and inspect it. And the inspection side is also dealing with some similar workforce issues. So I asked everyone to gather here today to talk about that situation and the opportunities within it and how we're gonna to work together to try to resolve it. So a lot of opportunities become a building official inspector over time. I'll ask these folks, uh, specifically Jim, I'll ask you to start first. Um, what, what is the current situation today? Does it mirror the situation in the overall industry or is it uh, better or worse? Sure, um, no, we, we have a problem and we've recognized that we need to do something uh, to get building inspectors, to get building officials, um, you know, and, and I'll um, pass this on to Wayne and Al who can speak to, like they've recognized that this is a problem that's been coming down the pike probably for the past 10 years. People not getting into the industry and people retiring. Um, DBR um, saw this as an opportunity to introduce some legislation to, to bring people into the, this, um, this industry. So we were successful in, in um, getting some legislation passed that's going to um, afford those who would have not been qualified to enter into, the force, uh, into this workforce to maybe uh, get started. And that's really where Wayne and Al come in uh, as um, you know, big, uh, the big supporters of, of the training and education component. Okay, uh, Al, you wanna take that? Sure. Um, not only have we recognized it here locally, ICC back in 2014 also recognized it. Um, and it was, it was part of Steve Jones who was president of ICC at that time. Um, they sent out a survey that 85% of the respondents were at, of age 45 or older, 80% of, of those will be retiring in 15 years and 30% will be retiring in five. And here we are almost 10 years later um, and, and addressing the, the situation that was recognized back in 2014. I, th I think we're heading in the right direction. I believe we're heading in the right direction with the new legislation and uh, the charge for the Building Code Standards Committee to come up with an alternative uh, to the ICC testing. Yeah, yeah, ICC being in the International Code Council, in case anyone Correct. doesn't realize. Uh, Wayne or Matt, any comments there? Sure, Wayne? I'll uh, I'll continue along uh, Al's thoughts. So basically, uh, prior to this new legislation being passed, uh, the state had one avenue for people to become uh, either a certified building official, certified building inspector, 
with a concentration either in residential or commercial. It's, it's broken up in two different ways. Those, that was the only avenue. So we knew that we have a lot of uh, builders out there who want to get into the potential trade of becoming a building official or building inspector down the road. Uh, but we wanted to take advantage of their experience as a builder and utilize some of that towards meeting the requirements uh, to become certified. Uh, and that's what this legislation do does. It allows a different uh, uh, path for them to, to become an inspector or a building official. And so what we've begun to do and what we started doing months ago was developing that criteria uh, that allows for those alternate uh, avenues for them to, uh, to join our uh, ranks. And uh, so we're still in the process of doing that, that and we, we look forward to working with John and uh, Department of Labor and Training to develop those classes uh, and training uh, to get this uh, fully implemented. Uh, Matt? I think the only thing I'd add to that is, you know, this is a, a, a big piece of the puzzle that is being talked about kind of across Rhode Island right now relating to how we make it easier to build things in this state generally. Um, and more specifically, particularly residential to a large extent, the commercial side as well. But there's a lot of focus on housing development generally in the state right now. And to the extent that the kinds of pipeline issues that that these guys are talking about um, makes it, practically speaking, um, harder and slower to um, bring projects um, to completion or to even get them off the ground in the first place. Um, we're, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited that this is, that this is contributing to that effort. Um, and obviously I know that the, the folks at Reba are, are, are right alongside us on that. Okay. Uh, let me ask you this. I'll direct <clears throat> this to Jim. How many building officials are there certified in Rhode Island right now? And how many are needed? Uh, right now out of the 39 cities and towns, I believe, uh, at last count, we were minus seven uh, for building officials. So okay. That means that there are uh, seven communities that are sharing um, a building official, um, which isn't always the best case because as Wayne and Al had alluded to, the building official's plate is pretty full with other responsibilities, zoning and minimum housing and you know, just the overall ad administrative responsibilities. So ideally we would have every municipality with a full-time building official, but we also need building inspectors. That's, um, you know, uh, another revolving door, you know? Um, uh, so yeah, we're shorthanded right now. Okay. Some people might not realize the difference between a building official and a building inspector. Can uh, someone say something about that? Sure, I'll I'll chime in on that. So, okay, the, Al the court. Go ahead, Wayne. <laughs> all right, thanks, Al. So, oh, Wayne, uh, I'm sorry. No problem. So, the the building official uh, pretty much acts as the administrator of the department, uh, running day to day operations. The building inspectors work under the uh, building official um, to. Basically, you know, our task with a lot of the, the same duties that a building official is, you know, going out, doing inspections, reviewing plans, uh, but they are the ones in the trenches day to day. Uh, the building official runs the department, uh, is in charge of, you know, administrative budgeting, uh, 
uh, assigning work, so forth. Um, so the you know the, the the billing official is the the one tasked uh, by Jim's office with uh, the implementation of the codes. Building inspectors work under the building official uh, with that same goal in mind, but under the direct supervision of the building official. Okay. And uh, the next question here, oh no, go ahead, Al. If I could just add on to that. The, sure. In the smaller communities, there is just a building official. So he wears, or she wears all the hats as, you know, as Wayne alluded to. Um, so, so it becomes very busy for those smaller communities with one person performing building inspections, plan review, letter writing, and so on and so on. Okay. And there had been a, a while when officials were covering more than one town. And I believe that's now limited to two towns correct. maximum or, or is, is that correct, Jim? Okay. All right. So we need more building officials. What um, sort of uh, training is being, I understand there's a new training program coming up and maybe we can get Bob Salveson on this, uh, the training program uh, for existing building officials and for new ones why don't you spell that out, how, how that's going to work? Uh, Jimmy, you want to start? Sure. Um, so, you know, going back a few months, uh, Bob and, and John um, had reached out about the uh, um, potential for grant money to assist with training, which is, you know, it, it's a home run for us. It's, it gives us an opportunity to tailor the training to what we we see as the you know important uh, modules, so to speak, that inspectors and building officials should be trained on, um, and uh, you know with the funding available and Bob's assistance with you know getting uh, all that um, the technical stuff taken care of, this is just a um, really like three steps in the right direction for us. But again, let the our Wayne comment as well. Sure. Al or Wayne? Wayne or Al? Good, Wayne. Uh, yeah, so what we what we began to do, so we broke it up into a couple of different uh, areas. So the we first broke up that uh, the minimum requirements for all billing officials, billing inspectors, including plumbing, electrical, and mechanical inspectors that fall under the jurisdiction of the billing official as well. Uh, that there are going to be some minimum state classes that will be required. Uh, these involve state law, uh, minimum uh, uh, building code knowledge, uh, inspector skills type of uh, uh, um, features. Um, so we've developed a core group of state classes that all inspectors, including, like I said, plumbing, electrical, and mechanical, will be required to take. Then we broke down uh, the ones for building officials and building inspectors. Those are the ones under state law for and uh, under Jim's office, under the state building commissioner's office. Electricians, plumbers, and mechanicals fall under Department of Labor and Training. Their minimum standards and minimum requirements are, are handled through them. So we developed additional qualifications for building officials, building inspectors, and building inspectors are broken down further by residential and commercial. So we've developed those, what we feel are those core 
classes and knowledge that they need to uh, to have in order to become uh, an inspector. And those are the things we're working on. Those are the things we look forward to working with Bob, John, and DLT and Jim's office to uh, further develop those classes uh, for this new workforce that to be able to take and be able to get uh, certified uh, and move forward with their careers if they so choose to. Okay, I uh, understand this is going to begin in January. That is our hope. Okay, and uh, Bob, did you have a comment? You're smiling broadly. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I love Jim's optimism. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> no, he, uh, no, th this this is a uh, this is an important thing, obviously, Paul. And you know, where Reba plays a role, I, I see it as, as two different things. We have already since since just before uh, COVID, so right at the end of 2019, we started doing increasing our training. Uh, with the help of the Department of Labor and Training's grant money uh, to expand uh, continuing education in our initial education for contractors, because there was a shortage of contractors, there still is. So we're 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 educating these people constantly, uh, and and now we're going to take those that same skill set of setting up classes, registering people, doing all the legwork, if you will, for this uh, for this group of uh, building inspectors and building officials. So. It's kind of a natural progression for us. It's just doing the details of the work. Uh, but in addition to that, setting up the classes and working with, with Jim and the crew over there, uh, also Reba represents the opportunity to market this. Because if you think about it, we're constantly communicating with all of these contractors. And some of these contractors, Paul, will want to become building inspectors and building officials because you know, I, I know myself, I just have both my knees replaced, you know, so it's like we're all getting older and you, you can't, you know, you can't be on a roof all the time. So I think this is a natural progression. And what uh, what the new law and what these guys have done is a great thing because they've made it made, made that path easier to transgress. Right. So they have they go from uh, being an experienced builder with a lot of knowledge and they're just moving along quicker. And getting to a place that, you know, there could be guys out there right now that, you know, maybe two years ago, they said, I wanted to be a building inspector. They looked at the requirements. They said, the heck with that. Right. So I, I think what they're doing is they're streamlining this, making the uh, the ability to enter this field a lot easier. And, it, and it's a win win because it's a win for these guys who might want to become building inspectors. And it's obviously a win for the state of Rhode Island because we need them so desperately. OK, let me ask this. Um you know, Rhode Island is very small. Everybody knows everybody else. You be you go to other states and they think you're kidding when you tell them that, and, and you, we're not. One of the, um, I've heard, you know, property owners and homeowners bring this up. They say, well, you know, you, you have a, a building official who's also a builder or has been a contractor, and he or she is inevitably going to know the people they are inspecting. You know, how, how, do you, how do you deal with that in a state this small? I've never heard that it's really an issue, but but what say you on that? You want to start with Jim? Sure. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. I can't say it's really been an issue in my experience. There are those occasions where you uh, you know you might know someone or have a past relationship with that person in the professional uh, building industry, but you know there is the ability to reach out to another community to ask for assistance and, uh, you know, in those instances. 
that's how we typically handled it when I was out in the municipalities. But um, Al Wayne, you can. Yeah. Uh, uh, yep. Elder Court. Uh, you're right, Jim. Yeah, you know, we do have that opportunity to call on a, a fellow building official in uh, a neighbor community to help out if we have that ethical issue or any any sign of that. So that would erase that issue, and they they would come in and take care of that. Um, but for the most part, on the person of the building, the building official himself, you know, you have to have a great work work ethic to to go beyond that and help the people. That's what we're here for. Um, is to educate them with the building codes, contractors, homeowners. They don't know what we know. They, 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 and we go out in the field and they, everyone builds a little bit differently. So we learn as we, as we get out in the field and, 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 and do our inspections also. So it's a, I think it's a win-win on both, both situations. Okay. Uh, Wayne, did you want to comment? Or Matt? Yeah, I probably concur with Al. I mean, I really have not seen any issues where we've had uh, uh, problems inspecting uh, work of somebody that we may know or a contractor that we may know. You know, there are some state restrictions that prevent building officials from doing certain activities, design work. Uh, and as Jim had mentioned, if there's a conflict, you know, they can call on another inspector uh, to do that inspection. But for the most part, I've never really had any issues uh, with any type of conflict with uh, knowing uh, a builder or a contractor. And as you say, in a small state, you get to know them all. Mm. Uh, and it's probably a good thing because, you know, you know, the 39, well, the majority of the building officials do talk with each other. We meet monthly and we, you know, we all kind of know who the, the, the good contractors are and is a minority that, uh, you know, there are problems and uh, everybody's well aware of who they are. So I think for the most part, it works. The system works pretty well. Okay. Uh, one question that, that has arisen, uh, is there an, and this is for anyone, is there an equal shortage of electrical inspectors, mechanical inspectors, the other people who go into the, into the recipe for uh, approving um, new construction? Uh, is, is that the case too? And if so, will this new, new training program, program address those shortages as well? Uh, uh, I'll, I'll comment quickly. I don't see the shortage affecting the licensed trades as much as the building side. And I think, and these guys can correct me if I'm wrong, I think a lot of that has to do with all the other duties that the building inspectors and building officials get charged with. You know, the mechanical electrical guys come in, a lot of them are part-time. They, they do their inspections and they're out. Um, the building inspectors get, get a lot more uh, responsibility and um, which, you know, may not make it as appealing as just being an inspector. But Al, Wayne? Uh, yeah, Wayne or Al? Yeah. Yeah, Al? I, I, I agree with Jim. It's not, a, we don't have a shortage of inspectors. I've got two or three electrical inspectors, uh, plumbing mechanical inspectors that I have for backup when my uh, regular inspector goes on vacation. So it's, they're there, they're just, and they're willing to work. Okay. It's, uh, it's the lack of building officials and, and inspectors. <coughs> big on you that? Oh, I'm sorry, I got nothing to add to that. I apologize. Oh, okay, you, you became very big on the screen, I assume. <laughs> oh, no. nope. sorry. sorry about that. Okay. 
Well, uh, <clears throat> this is my last question. How does someone become a building official? Let, let's say they, they want to go, go into the, the training program that begins, we'll say next year, hopefully in January. How does one do that? Wayne? Well, I think we've developed these, uh, we've, we've developed these classes. Uh, now we have to actually uh, implement them, create them. So, you know, right now we have the, the framework for what is going to be required. Now we're going to be developing these classes. Once those are developed, uh, they will be available. We hope to work with John and Bob uh, so that these become available through the uh, Builders Association platform, because we think that relationship is, is really critical. We've always have a, had a good relationship with them. Well, we want to continue that relationship, but there are... There's a lot of contractors out there. There's a lot of potential for these inspectors, uh, for them to become inspectors. Uh, so with these classes, uh, it'll enable them to, to get into this field uh, pretty seamlessly uh, with a clear direction on how to attain that. Uh, so, you know, we still have some work to do to get these classes developed with DLT and through Jim's office. Uh, but once those are all developed and available, uh, we expect uh, uh, we expect to hopefully to make some progress in bringing new blood uh, uh, into the field. Okay, uh, Al or Matt, I would just say that um, you know we've been fortunate to work with the Builders Association to to tap their their network and both their both their network and their um, creative thinking on the best way to reach the, the target audience here. Um, and so once we get a little bit uh, tighter read on, on on the what, we're going to then pivot um, later towards the end of this year towards sort of recruitment and, and getting getting folks in the door. So I'm um, excited to take that next step. So you're going to get the word out. Yep. Okay. Uh, Bob, do you have any comment as the uh, man behind the scenes here in the administration <laughs> of the courses? No, just, just you know, that... Uh... Right now at the Rhode Island Builders Association, we field a lot of calls uh, inbound from people who want to become contractors. So we, uh, we have a lot of folks that answer the phone, answer questions about the process, kind of guide people along the way. We expect the same kind of thing to happen on the building inspector official side where people, once the, everything is set, and, and that's uh, more on these guys than it is on us, but as far as the criteria, what the what the content is, we set up the classes, then people who are curious about it can contact Reba. We can tell them what the class schedule is, what how to actually enroll in the classes and handle that you know logistical legwork to actually take them from, hey, I'm curious about, to actually being in the class and then graduating from the class and becoming a building inspector. Very good. Okay, well, I think that's probably about it. Uh, John is having uh, technical difficulties, so I will uh, close it out here. Unless there's something else that anyone would like to add to what we've uh, discussed. No, just like good. to say thank you, Paul. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, certainly, uh, Al Decourt, James Cambio, Bob Salvis, at, at Santa Cruz, I think I'm uh, pronouncing that correctly, hopefully. And uh, in the meantime, uh, I guess that's about it for our October 2022 News and Views podcast. In the meantime, you can see the, as you can see, the Rhode Island Builders Association is bigger and better than ever. For all the information, education, and member resources you need, call 401-438-7400 during business, business hours 
or visit ribuilders.org anytime. I'm Paul Eno, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Reba News and Views podcast.